Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive into the Week 7 NFL card. It got tough, man. It got tough all of a sudden. I feel like last week we had super true reads, super decent. I mean, it was a great week. Uh, a lot of stuff popped immediately. The market went with us in a bunch of ways. Had some of the most spectacular closing va- line value I've had all season. Uh, good record to accompany it. Solid performance through six weeks so far. So feeling good about the NFL. And then this week comes along, and number one, everything looks tough. Everything looks close. The lines look dialed in. It's like we know what these teams are finally. And to boot, uh, you know, these lines are only moving based on information now, it seems like, and they're moving earlier and more aggressively. And I don't know, are we, is this like a, a dangerous time? Are there sharks in the water here? Am I going to get uh, chomped this week? What do you think? Uh, yeah. Football in the time of coronavirus. It's a book <laughs> by GGG. Um, no, I think it's the same as always. It's just, do your research, have your ratings, compare your numbers, stay on top of news. Do you see what Tampa is now? Yes. They're like, across three. I, I couldn't I, be I, couldn't be less I, happy about that. <laughs> I feel I feel you like, like you're right. It, so Well, I did. I I did. I bet some Tampa this morning once I was gonna wait and do it on the stream tonight, or on the yeah. scope tonight, and maybe the stream that we're gonna do with someone else and um and then the news comes out about Trent Brown. I said, well, yep. I have to bet this right now. Yeah, you I actually bet wait. it at a plus number at Bookmaker, and then by the time I get to tweeting it, it's like minus 15. So I'm just <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm bet that. And I did. Um, there's, there was a minus 10 on Lovig, I guess, too. So if if, yeah. if people hunted, they could find a decent number. But yeah, Cir- Circus I, hanging I, four and a half now. <laughs> I, I, no, and that, that's, that's the point I'd like to make before we okay. get into the games. I think this informational stuff is going too far. Yeah. Like th- these midweek moves are too heavy. Though, to be fair, like the Raiders did have to send their entire starting offensive line home. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, of contact no, tracing. If, so no, that's if not, they, not, not good. No, if they play this game, they're effed. Uh, I'm surprised that this line is even up anywhere, to be honest. Um, it's it, we saw it with the Titans, and I guess we didn't see it as much with the Patriots, where it just did it didn't go it didn't rip through the locker room. Um, but the Raiders had a bye last so. week, and they've started practicing this week, so they got together on Tuesday and Wednesday this week uh, after their bye last week. And I and if they're getting Trent Brown on Wednesday, then it's entirely reasonable they could get a bunch more guys on Friday and Saturday and cancel this game. Um, and it's frustrating because i like them in this matchup um but yeah i'm way on the wrong side of three now um i bought out a little but not enough to really make me feel good about this i'm still angry uh and yeah guy like trent brown matters uh you know any any you know there's certain players that matter a ton and um you know we're gonna get into this thursday night football Uh, market this thursday night football market is one of the weirdest ones i've seen all season even if he does like end up playing or the, the rest of the offensive line is test negative, is intact, misses two days of practice. Like, he's not playing. He's no, popped. He's done. It's Wednesday. Yeah, he's, done. he's done. He's not yeah. 
they're, the chances of him playing aren't good. Yeah, and like you said, the the Philly number and did, do we want to put this in the timestamp? Do we want? Is it, yeah, let's do it. Let's talk? get right into this. Right, stupidest let's, let's, market, stupidest market in, in two years. The last time I remember the market this ridiculous, it was Giants Philly Thursday Night Football two years ago, yep. <laughs> which is and crazy. You know, we, we won that bet, and it wasn't close. Yeah, I do remember that. So that's giving me a little bit of comfort. But kind of set this up. Tip, what happened with this market? Because this has been absolutely bizarre. So, I mean, we bet it at five and a half, minus yeah. five and a half for the On Sunday Philadelphia night. Eagles. We're feeling pretty good. They said this team, you know, it was garbage time, but they're squirrely. And Wentz is playing well. And we'll get into that a little more after we talk about the market. And it moved to six. It moved to six and a half. Andy and Drew. Happy. Thumbs up. And then we find out that uh, we find out what we already knew. Miles Sanders was hurt. <laughs> yeah. He got hurt in the game. Yeah. Fact, he didn't play the, comeback, the entire He didn't what, really third, play. Third to fourth quarter. Yeah. When they were squirrely, he wasn't even playing. Hurts. Hurt. Yeah. We know this already. They And then, like, I don't know if it's just people aren't paying attention. They got to wait for the fucking Donbass screen to say it. <laughs> and like, oh my God, those guys are hurt. And then, like, are people who are putting heavy money into the NFL seriously waiting for the news to come by that way? Like, are they not aware that these guys are not going to play? So, I mean, I almost want. I, I said I'm going to buy back, and then I was doing that pinnacle thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. by the time, by the time, it's like an hour. By the time I got off there, I get off, and it's three and a half. I said, well, that that plan is dead. <laughs> Yeah, and six and a half no, to three and a half on the new. So truly, like, okay, so I I get it. Some people might have been waiting to bet Giants, seen the news and been like, okay, well, it's going to move, so I better fire now. Like, that's fine. But to move from six and a half to three and a half on the new, on the confirmation that Miles Sanders, your running back, and Zach Ertz, who's been awful this year, are going to be out of the game, <laughs> like... I, three I, 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 that was a non-trivial move and and then you know everybody's obviously asking us well what do you think of it now this is this is weird it's moved way against you and it's like yeah well i guess i made a bad bet i don't know uh and then of course we get good news for the eagles in the form of both lane johnson and deshaun jackson which again we speculated was possible that they could get positive news on these guys um and again this is like this is positive news, expected positive news, and they held them out of the game last week. And so it was like, these guys are going to be relatively fresh if they go. They're, they're, you know, this is not like, you know. Deshaun, Deshaun adds a, and it's not just getting a receiver back. He's an added kind of layer to what you can do with the offense because he, even even now, even later in his career, he can stretch the field. Getting Lane, Lane is a big deal, maybe a bigger deal than getting Deshaun. And you know what, the... The Giants lost a linebacker. Yeah, uh, the, and the, not only the guy who had this, this game-winning score last week, they won the game, but not in some sort of impressive fashion. Right. They, they, you know, they did not cover. They were supposed to. They were a small favorite. They won and didn't cover, which is funny when a team can. That's one of those where we always tell people like, I I wouldn't bet a plus two and a half. Take the money line. That's a that's a feel bad bet if you did take uh, Washington money line, which is probably a decent bet. It was, uh, and again, like they, they lost uh, CJ Board. Like he's he's not a star receiver, but he's hurt. They have some other injuries in the receiving core. 
Um, it's a short week, obviously, for both teams, but I'd probably give the advantage to the more experienced coach and Doug Peterson there. Huge uh, angle. Yeah, Joe Judge, rookie TNF, which is not the, not the angle it once was, but it's still rookie coach TNF. And then, I mean, it's just the, the Giants aren't good. They won on a 50-50 play, and the Eagles had a nice comeback in garbage time, and I, I put some of that on their defense. You know, Wentz was great. Uh, we can keep saying that. Wentz is he's balling when he's not getting hit. He's, he's still an electric playmaker at times. He's like Russell Wilson light. You know, he squirms out of these sacks and makes throws. But uh, uh, big props to the defense for getting the ball back several times. Like uh, Baltimore, that's that's their game. They have all these running backs, and they have Lamar, and they couldn't get a drive to sustain and just run the game out. Yeah. The, the, Eagle, the Eagles' defense kind of came up there. Wentz was sacked six times. I don't think we're going to get the same kind of pass rush out of the Giants that we saw you know, from a really good Baltimore defense. So Wentz stays clean, he gets some pieces back. I don't feel bad about having negative closing. And it's back to four and a half. Like, what's four and a half to five? But see, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> Should we take more? I mean, it, it's asking It's asking for uh, more. Because because we six and a, it moved to six and a half, but then down to three and a half. And then since three and a half, all of the positive news has been – in favor of the Eagles and the swell back up isn't even close to commensurate. So I don't know, man. I, I, I think the Eagles win by double digits here. I hate this spot for the Giants. I think the Giants, even on even with a week to prepare for Philadelphia, uh, what Jason Garrett is doing with this offense is awful. Like there's absolutely nothing about this offense and their scheme, their sequencing that spells competitive football. Uh, and this is a nice step down for Philadelphia at long last. Philadelphia has played some of the tougher teams, some of the tougher defenses in the league so far this year. They're coming off of a run where they just played back-to-back Pittsburgh and Baltimore. And, you know, they fought hard in both of those games. And kind of kind of doing a little bit of uh, an autopsy on that Baltimore-Philly game, I agree with you, you know, in, in, at face value, you look at the scoreboard or you were scoreboard watching the whole thing, you feel like you got a bad, I feel like I, you know, bet in the moment, this is such a bad beat, you know, Ravens were so much better. They should have covered every number, right? But then you watch some of the kind of high leverage plays, and they were the plays were there for Philly. They had guys dropping key passes that would have made that a score for score type of game. And so the fact that they got it all back at the end there, uh, I I thought was reasonable. And you know, Baltimore was sloppy. They committed a million and, and penalties. What is your what's your model like your model, not your model, your your power ranking. What's your power ranking adjustment from Baltimore to New York? Just say what's Baltimore versus New York on a neutral. Because I have it at I had it I have it at fifteen. Uh I'm bigger than that, I'm sure. Hang on. I, well uh, fifteen point four, I guess. Sorry, man. Um I mean, yeah, what eleven eleven to minus ten, twenty one. Twenty one? <laughs> I, no, I, have, I, I think yeah. I, I have Baltimore a little lower than some people because I am seeing some issues with uh, – I'm not saying like I'm downgrading them basically off an injury for for Lamar, but I think they're taking it easy with him. Maybe not even so much. He did run for a decent amount. He had over 100 yards rushing. We'll get. I guess they're on bye. We're not going to talk too much about Baltimore this week. But uh, I, I don't want to say like I downgraded them, but I, I certainly didn't upgrade them off that game. It was kind of, and again, it was a wonky box score, but yeah, the difference between Baltimore is somewhere between fifteen and twenty points. <laughs> Baltimore to New York, 
Yeah. So this flipping from a seven to a minus five, it's more than, it's not a big enough move still. Like I, I still don't make this. I, I was fine betting this at minus five and a half. And I knew those, you know, those injuries. I, I wasn't counting on Sanders playing. And again, Ertz, I don't even think I care. So I'm, I'm yeah. still fine with this number. I, I, I'm yeah. happy with it. I'm whatever. We're playing it. Yep. Okay. Double D. All right. All right. Actually, I was looking at the wrong column. I have it at 14. I'm plus seven on Baltimore right now, minus seven on the Giants. I was so kind of wondering. I'm like, I, I was, was looking at the wrong column. The I'm like, oh, <laughs> I was like, wait, 21? Yeah, no. Yeah, I, uh, I have 15.4. Right now, I have the Jets are the worst team in the NFL, 10 points worse than an average team. The Giants I have as the second worst, seven points worse than an average team. So. Crazy, man. Um, all right, well, we'll see how this plays out. Obviously, uh, you know, the the die, the die is cast on Sunday and, you know, riding or dying with the uh, uh, the Eagles now. I, I, don't, I guess I don't really care one way or the other, five and a half, four and a half. If this lands on five, that'll be weird, but so be it. Um, don't really have an opinion on the total. I think it's fair. If anything, it's a little high because I could see, uh, I guess, we expected, I expected at least the Eagles were going to be gashed in the seam uh, against the Ravens, but they kind of did a decent job of scheming that away. Uh, they did a nice little kind of on-the-fly patch-up of their biggest weakness. Um, so I can see the Eagles defense playing up in this spot and really throttling the Giants offensively, which could help an underplay, I guess. But I'm not going to touch it. 45 is yeah, too low. Yeah, I'd, le- I'd lean under as well. They don't have Mark Andrews on the Giants. They don't. Nor do they have Mark Bavaro, so. That's true. Um, why don't we move to Sunday? You want me to tee up uh, Cleveland Cincy? Yeah, talk to me about uh, the battle for Ohio too. I got a potential scope, secret scope play in this one. I'm curious well, if we, you know. We call them secret say, scope plays, but we're not on a scope. I'm sorry. Yeah. Excuse me. We've, we've, secret, but we both say podcast it. play. Uh, I think it's the alliteration. Yeah. The alliteration is fun. I know it is good. The alliteration is fun. The uh, secret. The secret. Podcast only, listeners only, uh, potential team total here. And before, I guess before I even say it, do you have a guess of what I'm going to say? I mean, just Cleveland over? Yeah, Cleveland over, right? This is kind of where I'm at. I mean, the they, Bengals defense they, stinks. It's a, a fun, you know, we, we just did the adjustment. Like, hey, yeah. what's the difference in your in your numbers between Baltimore and New York? What's your difference in numbers between the Cincinnati defense and the Pittsburgh defense? Like oh my god! Thirty-two huge. rankings. Holy I mean, shit! Not, they're not the worst, but I mean they're they're top they're bottom five. It's top five to bottom five. You're going from playing a top five defense to playing a bottom five defense, and you have the pieces. You have another week of Baker getting healthy, some other pieces getting healthy. Uh, what's the status on that guard? Uh, he is week. To, he was week to week. You're talking about Wyatt Teller, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, there's a lot of. There, he didn't practice today. There's a lot of injuries for. I'm not sure he'll play. There's a lot of injuries for um, Cleveland, but but there's bigger problems with Cincinnati, which is everyone wants off the team. <laughs> the Gino Hackens didn't practice today. Uh, Dunlap didn't practice today. Uh, AJ. Yeah, they're AJ, just AJ Green wants legitimately wants to leave. He's asked to leave. John Ross is is, is a healthy scratch. Like, like there's Nixon's, a little unrest Nixon's in that. Foot is hurt. Nixon's foot is hurt. There's there's a lot of unrest in that Cincinnati uh, in the in the locker room right now. That's not really being covered very broadly because to this point, the story who in cares? Cincinnati is Joe Burrow and who cares? So um, it's but yeah, they're they're kind of falling apart. And Cleveland and by the way, Baker Mayfield. 
very, very different quarterback under pressure versus when he's in a clean pocket. This is well documented. Uh, tough for me to see how Cincinnati generates much pressure here. I've thought long and hard about Cleveland about 10 times this week and backing them at three. Um, so it's, it's still a cheap three at minus 115. Um, I, have, I think the, the better angle, though, is just Cleveland team total over because I just don't know how Cincinnati's stopping them from hanging a fatty on them. So. Ooh. What do you think? It's funny that 50 is like a low total in today's NFL. So, I mean, it'll be like 26 and a half. And yeah, I think it is a nice, if you want to go with the narrative of bounce back spot or whatnot, but it is a bounce back spot. You're going from playing such a tough defense in such a tough situation once. And then once they got down and then the Minka interception and then another score. And it's like, you know, once, once the score starting to widen, and you turn yourself into a, well, we're in passing situations all the time against T.J. Watt, Bud Dupree, that entire defense, teeing off on your ass, and, you know, just the the mismatch they had in certain areas there. It wasn't going to get better. Like, Cleveland was in, you know, if you do live betting, you got to think ahead to some of these situations and say, like, you know, if, if Cleveland gets behind, it might be time to just bet more on, Pittsburgh, even at the adjusted line, like if it's Pittsburgh minus fifteen and a half now, like that's not that's not something crazy. Like they're they're just gonna maintain this lead. That's what they've done. They kept Houston scoreless in the second half. They're a good team with a lead, which is when we get to them later. I'm a little worried about them this week because I think they're finally gonna play a, an offense that can get with them. Uh, so it's obviously quite different. And Cincinnati came out gangbusters last week. That was awesome. I had the over, I had Cincy, everything came through there, double-dipped on the game. But this is, you know, quite different. We saw just what what Darius Leonard means to that Indianapolis defense, and uh, it's, it made it soft. Like, Joe Burrow was kind of running, running on your ass and making all the throws he needed to, and, uh, you know, it's still a bad Cincinnati team. They end up coughing it up. Uh, Mr. Rivers got right in the end. I was a little worried that they weren't even going to cover the nine and a half. It was starting to look like <laughs> it was starting to look like Cleveland. Or it was going one way. There's, it was yeah, absolutely since he was, was like going one never going to score again. I was a little worried, but yeah, this uh, just even on the road, some familiarity here. A couple of younger coaches still. I don't think you want to give some huge coaching advantage at this point. But if I had to, I'm happy with Stefanski. It was a tough. It was just a tough matchup last week, and with Baker with the rib injury getting hit so many times, they were one for twelve on third down. That's not going to happen versus Cincinnati. I mean, that's crazy. Just crazy. So, I'm I'm close on laying it, and I like that as a team total play. We usually don't give these out this early. <laughs> you know what? Check back in at the end of the pod to make sure we didn't change our minds. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I hopefully we'll see a 26 and a half. I like the fact that it's been bet down from 52 to 50 and a half. Um, you know, we're getting, we're get, get up, that'll help us get under 27 on this, uh, which is nice. And uh, yeah, Cleveland gets right. <clears throat> Dallas, oh, what we got next? Whatever you want. Dallas, Washington. Dallas. Ooh, man, they were bad. You want to tee this up? Go go for it. So I, I just said this to Frank as we were talking some football a little earlier today. You got B Water. Is that Bruce Lee? B Water? I'm going to look up uh, who said that quote. I will look B-water. it up. B Water. I'm looking. All right. So just, B 
water. That does that, sound it's the name of the documentary. Yeah, um, it, it is. Yeah, just stay fluid. Be ready to, you know, I, I, it's the opposite of like having convictions. You should. I still can't have look at Bruce Lee the same way anymore after Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. They really just absolutely took him apart in that. Do you know that that guy was? In, that guy was the next locker over for me in junior high. Oh wow! The guy really? Who played Bruce Lee, and yeah, I had to look it up. I'm like, like Mike Mo, the the kid who was next to me because of Molitor and Mo. <laughs> they did it alphabetically. I looked it up. I'm like, motherfucker! That is I, like I, I was the locker mate with this guy forever, and now he's a weird Bruce Lee. And you is, are yeah, a podcast like, host. It's the world is weird. Yeah, he way. probably says that. He's like Andy from <laughs> junior high. Um. Anyway. Be water. Be ready to adjust to the fly and and evaluate your bets that didn't do well. And again, I yes. think Dallas was probably a loser, even with all that closing line value in the long run. But the the Zeke fumbles changed the game. Ah, uh, yeah. And I mean, so as soon as we watched the game, I said well, this is a loser. Zach Martin injury too. Yeah. But, well, yeah. It just it compounds because as soon as I started watching the game, I said this is a losing bet. And it was based off the play calling. I said yes. they are calling the play calling way too conservatively. This is not going to work. They're going to lose this game. Yes. And then Zeke fumbles. And yes. Arizona, who's not a good team, gets a short field. Um, they don't do a lot well, but they really, <laughs> really have a nice running game with uh, Kyler Murray. He was hard to contain. Especially against a, a bad defense, so speed kills when you're, so, yeah, you're going yeah, against the Dallas Cowboys. Speed kills. Very tough to contain, and then again another fumble, another touchdown. So we're we're already bad play calling, bad turnover margin, short fields for a bad offense, and then you get. Uh, maybe I'm out of sequence here as far as when he got hurt, but uh, on top of it, your like last remaining good offensive lineman gets hurt. So, <laughs> yep. I mean, just every, everything went wrong for Dallas. Yep. And I'm, I'm not I'm not sitting here, like, going to make an excuse or, or make a case for a Dallas bounce back, honestly. So a big part of why we said, and I still, this is the conviction part of it, I still don't believe Andy Dalton is some huge downgrade from Dak. But when you have the, the turnovers, the play calling, and the injury to the linemen, you're just never, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if Andy Dalton turns out to be better than Dak. Like you're you're in such a shitty situation to begin with, with everything like that, it it's not going to matter. And the game got away from them. We got a nice second half under at least in the scope play. Yeah. So something that's been rattling through Andy's brain all day is a big case we made for Andy Dalton was oh he has these weapons. These three receivers are great, but in the long run, these three receivers are legitimately just names on a piece of paper. If you can't protect your quarterback and you're not going to play calls to be successful with them. So those, I mean, those things are working against them instantly, no matter who the opponent is. And Arizona, with their best pass rusher hurt, was able to get constant pressure. Yeah. And now you're going against, you know, probably a worse team but a better pass rush, and by yeah. orders of magnitude. That's literally like the only thing they do well. You know, McLaurin's great, Gibson's great. Uh, I don't. The quarterback situation's a mess. They have a couple of, not decent, they have a couple of good pass rushers, and this offensive line is a, is a hot mess. So you can say again, like, oh, they have these receivers and the, the you know, the Washington defense isn't going to be able to contain these receivers. It, it might not matter. Because the play calling's too vanilla, too conservative. 
McCarthy sucks. I'm sad that I ever got on his bandwagon. And the offensive line is going to get murdered against these guys. So this is going to be a terrible game. I, I, my, my lean is I don't want to bet on either of these teams, but th- this total has come down, and rightfully so, and it still might be playable at 46. Like, Dallas legitimately might not score. This might be like 6 nothing. This could be the worst game I've ever watched. <laughs> because they're they're going to they're going to get after Andy Dalton, and even with the Dallas defense being that bad, like the Dallas defense is probably a, what a, a little step below New York. It's not like yes. Washington looked good against New York. Like the Washington offense is not good. So this is this feels like you know seventeen fourteen. I don't know who wins. Okay. Yeah. No. I that's that seems fair. Um, that's my I was... Dallas rant. <clears throat> You know, again, best laid plans. I had hoped Dallas won that game on Monday. Obviously, I thought your breakdown was spot on. Um, although, cheers to whoever called for uh, the second half under and second half Arizona money line. Those were great looks. <laughs> was, my favorite part was we were we were struggling. I and I'd already bet the under, but we'd I said like we'd said Arizona, and then we said we said Arizona, and then we said Arizona money line, and then we also said Arizona team total over, even though we were on an under. It literally it didn't matter. The, yeah. Everything we everything we thought about cash. It all came it was, through. It was a very we, we did kind of half. we did kind of call how that second half was going to play out. Yes, yeah, but your point, your your overall your. Very beginning point was my favorite, which was as soon as you saw the sequencing, you knew we were effed. Because oh, if you give that. guess, guess, guess when Andy Dalton is not super efficient, when he when is he's on his back, when he's not when just when he's on his back, when he's under pressure, and when he's asked to make long third down conversions. So yeah, wasted down on on first down on an obvious run into a stacked box. Good work. Waste another down on an early down with a, a stupid swing pass to Zeke who takes so long to get his head wrapped around that people tackle him, e- tackle him easily within one, within one yard of the line of scrimmage. It was and like Groundhog Day with those swing passes to it was, Zeke. It is. I felt, it like, I felt like, did I hit rewind on the screen? <laughs> yeah, why the are they drive? still doing this play? Why are you still running the bad play? Uh, and, yeah, and so then it's third and, you know, you, you have, some of the drives had a sack, so it was third and 10. Some of them had a penalty, third and 15. It was like third and long constantly. They brought innovative blitzes, and Dalton was cooked. Uh, I really don't see uh, how anything is different in this game. Uh, Arizona's defense I have graded slightly better than Washington football team defense, mostly because the Washington football team pass defense is vulnerable. Um, and that's probably what's keeping me off of playing Washington in this game. I had really hoped Dallas was going to get a win, and we were going to get a big number to back the Washington football team here. But no, this is bed bet down from Dallas minus three on the open to Washington football team favored by one. That's yeah. probably an overreaction. There are some contrarians out there in the world of football betting who will scoop a Dallas ticket and just laugh and laugh and laugh when they kick the tar out of the Washington football team because Washington cannot score. Um, Washington, I have lost all hope that the Ron Rivera era is going to be anything uh, meaningful. Um, Kyle Allen is the guy he's chosen to go to war with here this year. Uh, which means you know the Dwayne Haskins uh, experiment is uh, is ded dead, uh, and they're probably in the market for another quarterback in next year's draft. But you know, better to decide and move on early than to you know get mired in trying to make something in when it's not going to work. 
Uh, I, if I was another team in the NFL, I'd for sure take a swing on Haskins, see if you can develop him into at least a you know, competent backup because he has the talent. He just has had zero, zero development from competent uh, offensive minds to this point in yeah. his NFL career. So you could probably do something with him if you're you know a good offensive team. Yeah, I kid. That just, I, I kid. He so, definitely. We know he definitely yeah, doesn't have a good. Yeah, so no, no play yeah. on this for Andy. Yeah, I'm same. Out. Okay. Yep. Sitting same. Out. A lot of third person today for me. I stop that. Sound like a lunatic. Okay. Uh, I'll tee up this one next one because I think there is an angle. I bet I made a bet on this. Uh, it's it has sailed, but I think it's still Sail! bettable. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that song so much. <laughs> the owl was it owl owl nation? Oh man! Oh, no, I, I think haven't heard it's... that in so long. I think it's. I Maybe, think it is. Right. Um, okay. We're gonna talk about Detroit Atlanta. A weird one, super weird one. Uh, we have Atlanta here opening minus one. We expected to see Atlanta open as three point favorites in this spot. So with conventional home field advantage, they're basically telling you that. <laughs> They're basically telling you that Atlanta and Detroit are the same. Detroit saved their season last week. True or false? I think so. In an, in an NFC where you can probably still make the playoffs as a six or seven seed from where they're sitting. It, I mean, it's it's crowded, but they're a team that you have to win that game against Jacksonville. You can't lose that game. Jacksonville is an absolute fraud. We saw them get a win week one, and it turned out that was uh, just kind of fluky. They're they're kind of a shitty team. Uh, Minshew is all over the place. Like He's had some nice performances, but, man, he, he had some very inaccurate passes. He had some uh, – his receivers had drops. Shark is probably still a little dinged up. It's uh, – it seems like a long time ago. Yeah. Long time ago since that week one play. And, boy, it doesn't get easier for Jacksonville. They're coming off. Uh, they got to play another team off a of bye now. Yeah. Yeah. It's not good, man. <laughs> so, yeah, and Detroit, you know, uh, Galladay was hurt the first two weeks. He was. He's a really big part of this offense. He's they had a bunch of injuries in the secondary, too. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. Their secondary was decimated in like four minutes in the Bears game. They got beat. That's a game they, you know, that should have been a win in the in the record books. And yeah, Detroit and Akuda. I think we saw some improvement from him. I think you know, so too. Say it, it's hard for he's corners to get after it, but he's a very yeah. talented player. He's starting to maybe come into his own a little. So you get Galladay healthy. You get the the offensive pieces. Uh, Swift looked good. He had a hundred yards, a couple tutties on the bench of my fantasy team. Because I've given up on him, but uh, yeah, it's it's a nice it's a nice way to get back. And hey, did you see that team. note about how rookie rookie running backs um, kick ass coming off the bye for whatever reason? Where like guys that? who have underwhelmed, like like historically, guys who have underwhelmed as rookies run and run from a running back position coming off the bye, they tend to show out. Keep I, I, I wonder. I wonder. I wonder about that too. That'd be a fun little prop play or maybe a DFS thing. I wonder if that has something to do with the level of, um, I don't want to say like stress. Um, the preparation level is probably different at the NFL level, where these guys are they're used to you know half-ass going to school, and, yeah, you know whatever, sure. taking their easy classes in their communication majors, and then you know they they have their practice. Whereas the NFL, it's a job. 
you know, yeah. you're constant meetings, a lot more to learn, a lot more as a running back, maybe a lot more assignments to pick up, a lot more things to do. And then you do get that mental break on a bye finally, and you can kind of re- refocus. So I, I guess I get it because it is a big step up going to the NFL. Yeah. But something to look for. Um, either way, I, I ta- think you can talk yeah. about Atlanta, I guess. Yeah. Either way, I agree with your, your sentiment. I think Detroit did say Detroit, this. Detroit straight and, up, baby. I mean, why not? Like, realistically, like, uh, this at this is point, a, if this, you want to bet them, at this point, if you want to bet them, take them on the money line. And it's not crazy either. I mean, Atlanta, they looked amazing against the Minnesota Vikings. Um, a lot of that I would just attribute to Minnesota not really preparing well for that game. Um, but I will give Atlanta credit for coming out of halftime and being aggressive. Uh, they didn't take their foot off the gas, which they've been known to do <laughs> in the past. Uh, yeah, Raheem Morris is, uh, might be a decent guy to, you know, kind of steward this franchise through the rest of this season, at least. Um, and, but, you know, they still have, a, they have a bunch of injuries to some of their skill position players. Uh, what Cal- Calvin Ridley's banged up now. I know Julio came back last week. That made a big difference, but it just seems like they can't quite get everyone healthy on the same page. So I don't hate a Detroit play on this one. I don't hate a Detroit tease. You can tease them from two and a half out to eight and a half. That's kind of a nice little frisky teaser leg. Um, curious your thoughts on that. But before we go, 55 is a huge total. It was 56 and a half earlier this week. We talked about it on Sunday. Is this a good spot for an under? And really, like Detroit and the under are kind of correlated in this one, in my opinion, because to a degree, if Detroit is playing well, if they have a lead, they tend to go more conservatively. And I don't have faith that the Atlanta defense is going to be able to stop Detroit, get them off the field as they're trying to you know, milk out the clock and you know, put away a win here. So under 56 and a half was a fair play, in my opinion. I got down uh, Monday. It's 55 and a half still now at Pinnacle. That's reasonable. That's 54 at Bookmaker. So somebody else is feeling this. Uh, and has a little a uh, little bit of love for this under as well. Um, that's trying. It's not a good right run direction. defense. Like it, it's not a good run defense, and they have several decent running backs. Like yeah. say what you want about Adrian Peterson, and we've complained about some of the play calling, using him on early downs on second and longs. But the guy's still chugging along. He's too dumb to know he's he's old. Like and it doesn't matter if he's old. Like he's such a physical specimen. That guy terrifying when you see him with his shirt off in some of these photo ops. Like, he's still a ripped dude. Adrian Peterson can still run. Like it, It's a bit of a running gag, like the Frank Gore stuff about his age, but he still can be effective. And when you have a couple running backs that are effective and a decent run scheme like it seems like they have against, uh, I don't know where you have, um, just maybe I'll bring up like the PFF grades. Atlanta doesn't grade well in rush defense. Yeah, and no. I don't, that, I don't know how some of that actually, is. You know, uh, I, should, I should look at like DVOA on that too. But I don't. I just you know, I test without before I even looked at these. I didn't feel like they had a good run defense. And you, you are right. The game script, if it turns into a, a you know a, a one to two score lead for Detroit, and they want to slow the game down, they'll probably be able to run this ball. And fifty six will seem like an awful lot of points when it's you know when it's twenty one ten late in the third quarter. Yeah. No, we agree. The um. Okay. So I think, yeah, I mean, this is again, you know, this is a little bit of a, hey, you know, we've gone a little too far here with totals. 56 and a half was fair. 50, I think, I don't think, see, I don't see any difference really between 56 and 55, even though it's obviously it's eight touchdowns. It still is, you know, it's tough to see how that exactly breaks down as eight touchdowns without going to overtime. But uh, regardless, I think realistically, let me see what I had actually as a total on this one. 
Um, I had 50, 52 I is my fair anymore. price. 52 is my fair price here. <laughs> I don't run my fair prices anymore. The adjustments are too often. Tell me to bet like 11 unders <laughs> a week. <laughs> I'm using a shift to distribution so that the that the median is you're, in yeah, line with 50. Regress, I suppose. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so um, a but, little uh, under. To your little... point, I, I probably... If this and maybe I'll do an early one and just say the hell with it. I Marvin don't care Jones if the totals is banged too up too. I think because and you know you can say it's a high total, but we both would agree that this total is too high. So when I think it's too high and it's sitting in an area like this where I can get a Detroit plus two, I may just use this in an early teaser. So you know some something like Detroit San Francisco, something like Detroit. Kansas City, if that was if I could find like a nine on that, Detroit, New York, New Orleans. I almost said that's a weird way to say it, but that, there's a few teaser legs out there. I've just kind of thrown caution to the wind on these higher totals and still decided to look at some of these legs as if they did uh, have a halfway decent total. But uh, it is something I talked about with a couple people this week. The distribution is shifting a little. And there have been some people that have talked about that the three is slightly less uh, modal. It's it's occurring less often in margin of victory. A lot and less, one, like by a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's one and it's one of those things too. You can say that, and that's just that's like half of the puzzle. It takes two to tango. If there are fewer threes, there are not fewer games. That's there are true. Still the same amount of games, the same it's amount a, of margins of victory. Yeah. So if you if you want to come out and say there are a lot fewer threes, it's becoming less of an occurrence. Somewhere those games are landing elsewhere, and we need to look at a new distribution. And there there might be some new rules to some of these teasers that we can take advantage of. It's something I'm working on. If I get some time this weekend, I'm going to try to put some stuff together. It'd be interesting. I like so, it. Yeah, Detroit straight up, Detroit teaser, the under. We have some a few looks there. I like it. I like it a lot, man. Speaking of New Orleans, um, just real quick, out of the oh, uh, um, in the last two seasons, I, I guess what is? Do you know off the top of your head what the historical frequency of three is? I'm just curious. It was like eighteen percent back in the day. You know, like the the long term historical frequency. Yeah, I, I, I very I, big. I know, massive. yeah, no, no, no. I, I kind of did it. I tried to figure out what the right number was, and I came up with fourteen percent at one point a couple years ago. We were yeah. kind of doing the math on this. And again, um, let, let's stay, let's stay on this. And uh, somebody asked because I was chatting about this with some people, and they said, you know, is it the two point conversion being introduced? You know, all those years ago, that's shifted a little, and probably not at first, but the, the fact that teams are using it more, I think teams being more aggressive. Um, and totals going up is going to change the distribution of the margins of victory over the whole. I think teams being more aggressive using the two-point conversion later in games, teams being more aggressive realizing they shouldn't be playing for a tie, you know, all the time. So, you know, going to overtime is just, it's it's essentially just like a 50-50 thing for you. There's one other big reason, I think. And the the extra points being longer. That's for sure too. But uh, that's the, I mean, there, there's yeah. just a multitude. What's your big reason? Curious. Not a, not not bigger than the ones you named, but the other big one is um, the this, the the gap between the haves and the have-nots is is bigger this year, or last year than it's been in a long time. Yeah, having blowouts is gonna you know change quite <laughs> a bit too. Yeah. So out of 356 games last year and this year, is that a big enough sample to make any conclusions? By the way. No, but let's do it anyway. 
Okay, you want to guess what the uh, what the frequency of three is there? Eleven point six. It is ten point four. Ten point four percent of games. Ten percent of games. Thirty-seven out of three hundred and fifty-six. Still, of all the numbers it can land on, you know, one through forty, whatever the biggest blowout you can have, or fifty something, I suppose, if you want to get into the high. There's been like fifty point blowouts. Um, it's still ten percent is a lot. It's still an important yep. number. It's, it's you know not, what's more than you know what's more than that though. Ten. Seven. Seven I is. Wanted, I wanted it to be ten so bad. Seven. I know. Yeah, seven's the next one. Ten would but be 10, wild. Ten is becoming more of an important number. Ten is. Big. And I think I got, we can yeah. finally make a case for teasing a team from eleven and a half down. Yeah. A team from eleven down, ten and a half down to go through the ten and the seven is almost going to be as good as the seven and the three eventually. I think here. I don't. I, I think. I think That's what my you senior thesis. I think what uh, if okay. So going through seven and three, you are gaining thirty eight percent. That's that's, that's, ma- that's massive. That's massive. That's, massive and that's massive. why a long teaser okay. still works. Going through ten and ten and six, you got to go. You got you got to go through ten and six. Two, you got to get to five and a half. That's, I think that's thirty one percent. Which that's is big. still that's big. What's the, what's the difference from minus one ten to minus two sixty? You need twenty percent. Yeah, twenty. It's like twenty twenty two. It's like twenty two percent. It's it's yeah. a shade over twenty percent. So yeah. And what, when we say that, that's because if you were getting minus one ten on a long teaser, or minus one ten on a six point NFL teaser, your single leg betting it from you know minus eight minus one ten to minus two, getting those six points, you're paying minus two sixty two. Yeah. So and that's the difference in the win probability. You're you're you you're to, doing you're a two even. team parlay where your two legs are minus two sixty two. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why you you need the you need to know a little bit on the math there to fully understand you know why why those numbers are important and why it is enough to make it worth it for the most part. You know, still handicap the games. Doing it blindly, I don't think is great anymore. I know people that still do. You want to know some but, real strange shit over the last over this three hundred fifty six game sample? Um, there's like a ton of big, big numbers now. There's a ton of them. 19 margin of, four, you know, 19, uh, 5% have margin of 14. Uh, fifth, uh, 4% have a margin of 17. 4% have a margin of what, 18. What's, what's, uh, How weird teasing is that? From, teasing from 14 and a half to eight and a half. I'm, I guess. Um, Highlight that area. We should move on. We got an hour. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Fourteen. And a, all right, let's. Fourteen Carolina and a half. New Orleans. Fourteen and a half to eight and a half, and a half. gets you seventeen percent. So that is not, not a good tease. Not, not um, but 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 I think the answer also is teasing across plus numbers in is 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 really bad now, right? Like bad two, teams are getting blown out. Exactly. Two two to eight is fine, but going anything you know teasing a dog that is any higher than two and a half is probably insane. Is that fair? So, yeah. So, yeah, okay. it's seven okay. o'clock here. Let's. Uh, okay. Yeah. Let's keep crashing. I, it's an interesting conversation, regardless. Oh, um, we should. We should almost do a standalone on that at some point. Yeah, we probably should. Uh, Forty-three fifteen. I got the number. Uh, oh, you, you, you got it. You beat me. Uh, all right, I'll tee this one up. Carolina, New Orleans. I made a play on the side here. I played the Carolina Panthers. I don't feel great about it. Um, I thought the you know the look ahead here. We expected to see New Orleans minus six and a half. Uh, after Carolina got upset against the Chicago Bears last week, they moved it to seven and a half. And I said, you know what? Carolina can pass. 
that's why they sus, you know stunk against Chicago. Again, it, a somewhat predictable low spot for them against Chicago because Chicago's pass defense is flat out good, and uh, you know, and specifically in the middle to you know the middle to intermediate range where Teddy Bridgewater was doing so much damage with Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. And so it was just a perfect matchup for Chicago. And it was funny that the market is down on Carolina now because they had they were dogs for three weeks and they won outright. And then they finally become favorites against Chicago and they lose outright. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's not surprising that the market is sort of like, ah, oh, forget this team. Um, but I think seven and a half is fair play. Uh, New Orleans is coming off their bye, which is not great um, because this is the time of year New Orleans starts to get good. If you go with past Sean Payton Saints teams, um, they treat the first four weeks of the season as extended preseason usually, and they don't look great. And then, you know, they start to sharpen up now. Um, but they're going to need to sharpen up their defense a lot. Currently, their pass defense is bottom five in the NFL. Their defense overall has had a very difficult time stopping everyone they've faced so far. Uh, and it's, yeah, I, I'm bought in of, to a degree that my prior on this defense was wrong and that they are problematic. Um, I, this, uh, drop back per EPA. Uh, yeah. Bottom five. Yeah. I, I wasn't mistaken there. Yeah. It, so the, it's, it, and we've seen it in the past guys like Marcus Williams, guys like Marcus, you know, Marshawn Lattimore, they were amazing, amazing players as young, you know, young up and comers. And they're just not performing anywhere close to the same level this year. I don't know why it is. It's a bit, are they being asked to do too much. Have they taken a step back? Who knows? But whatever the case is, I do think Carolina is going to score in this contest. I do think they're going to put pressure on New Orleans and really New Orleans offense. We haven't really seen it click so far. I know Michael Thomas is likely back, um, but his ability to be a clubhouse contributor instead of a clubhouse cancer is yet to be determined. Um, so I will uh, one guy <laughs> that got Earl Thomas. That got Earl Thomas fired. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I, I think Carolina is feisty in this one. I may live to regret this because again, this time, this is the time of year. New Orleans really kicks ass. I, I hope Carolina keeps this within three, because I got to tell you next week, I am just staring at this look ahead for New Orleans, Chicago. Uh, I really, really, really like New Orleans in that spot. Really, really, really like them. And I have a lot of respect for Chicago's. Defense, do you see, do not, you see the look ahead? Matchup. It's yeah. two and a half. It's two and a half on the road. I, it, that is that is just absolutely beautiful. I, I, please make it happen, please. I can't. I can't disagree too much with what you said. But getting getting Michael Thomas back, I think, is going to help. Coming off a of bye, I, I make this like six and a half on a neutral. Okay. You give him a bump for home. You give him a bump for being rested. It, it's not a play, but it's certainly a nice tease. I don't see them coming off a of bye, losing outright, especially with they know what they need to do to compete. You know they have to compete here with Tampa. This is not, this is not uh, running away with the division year where it's like, oh, Atlanta stinks and Tampa's you know muddling it up with Jameis and everybody stinks and we can just kind of give Drew Brees the middle of the season off with a fake injury, let Teddy carry us. They they have to compete here. These aren't the games you can drop coming off a of bye. Big coaching advantage. Even though I'd love what Rule and Brady have been able to do with a real bare bones roster in a lot of spots. I still think, you know, the the coaching advantage, the experience, just the talent disparity from one team to the other is going to make a difference. I get that the defense isn't playing good, but I think we've saw that from a lot of defenses this year. And 
I think maybe a, a bye week, maybe some get right, get healthy, get a, get a game. They don't need to fix their offensive game plan. They have plenty of stuff that works. Like if I was concentrating on anything as Sean Payton over these two weeks, it would be getting this defense up to snuff because they have some talented players. Again, I'm I'm not sitting here excited to lay the points, but I will probably tease this game down. I think uh, Carolina sneaking in the back door is definitely uh, <laughs> you know a scary thing with uh, what they've been able to do with a couple of good receivers. Mike Davis filling in nicely for CMC Music Factory. But um, I I don't foresee Carolina getting this win. I think uh, New yeah. Orleans by New Orleans by about a touchdown. So maybe we can get both the best. Well, let's hope it lands on the, the best most frequent. Worlds. Let's hope it lands on the most frequent margin of victory over the last two seasons, and it is 12? on seven. <laughs> let's okay. hope it lands. That, on that would seven. be perfect. I'd be <laughs> funny. Most... It'd be fun if we both win. We have bet a game yeah. where we both lost, betting opposite sides. I know this one actually does feel like it could land on seven if the if the cards are right. Um, what do you think of a team at the game that probably won't land on seven with the Buffalo and, and the New York Jets? I'll let you, you cue this one. Let's not spend a lot of time on this, shall we? Um, the Buffalo, I'm not even going to talk about the Jets. There's nothing to say about the Jets. It's, it's <laughs> lunacy. Lunacy, what is going on? Like the fact that they're keeping their coach, they're not even like coming out and saying, Hey, we usually when there's a problem with the coach, I just said I'm not going to talk about the Jets, but they'll come out and say, no, we're sticking with Gase. There's not like been some uh, press conference where Johnson has come out, the brother Johnson, not the good Johnson who's off being an ambassador, and come out and said like we stand by Gase. This is this is our coach. They're just they're not saying anything. They're just oh moving on next week, another loss, a lot of a lot of losses, but you know we're trying hard. A lot of injuries here too. So it's just kind of a weird situation. I don't know. Did I miss something? Have they given him some? Public proclamation of faith. You mean a kid, just, the kiss of death? No, <laughs> we're still yeah, waiting for it. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You usually because usually it's the other way where they come out and say that, and it's like, oh, this shit came oh, this well, guy this done. week. So, yeah. no, um, injury. The kicker's hurt now. Uh, Darnold's shoulder is still hurt. Becton's still hurt. Like the the players who are actually decent are Jameis Crowder bright spot in an overall like he's he's a he's a ray of sunshine on imagine that pile of poop from jurassic park the dinosaur <laughs> one they put their arm in that's what it is a ray of sunshine on a pile of poop like that it's rough uh you talk about get right spots buffalo had their second straight stinker from josh allen some of his accuracy problems came back albeit a great team uh, a yeah. team that really was able to put together a nice offensive game plan. Weird. Andy Reid, Biennemi, all those guys put together a nice plan to beat this team uh, with some extra prep. Andy Reid got extra prep. And they put together a nice plan. They ran the ball beautifully for a team that's kind of predicated around the pass. Uh, Yelair had a shitload of yards. And, I mean, what are you going to do? There, there's no shame in losing to Kansas City. The Buffalo played a good game. They they made a nice run at it towards the end. They all, I thought they probably deserved the cover. That was kind of a rough beat if you did have the Bills um, plus six. It probably wasn't a bad play. But, yeah, it's second thought, straight bad game for Josh it. Allen. Great get-right spot for him. Uh, it was kind of a fluky – well, at least the, the push on the six. Okay. If you got the best of the number, I think you deserved a push. Okay. Okay. Like it, it wasn't. I'm not saying it was like a dead nuts. You got a bad beat. I'm saying it. it I feel bad for those people. I feel like um, they game planned poorly. 
Yeah, and the accuracy issues. If if we saw that two weeks ago, if Josh Allen, if his accuracy is bad and he has a bad game, the defense isn't as good as they were last year. That's and a good very offense true. Can That's very true. So, so yeah. we are not looking at a good offense. We're looking at the Jets. I'm not sure what they're doing <laughs> with this Frank Gore and Perrine. So they should be giving uh, the other guy more carries. Uh, he sucks too. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, well, he sucks because they have a bad coaching staff, a bad, you know, the overall roster is bad. So this is a game I'm staying away from. But okay. if I had to, if you, if you made me bet this, I just I'd please Buffalo. Give me Buffalo minus nineteen. Okay, so at some point, at some point, like the Jets are going to hit nothing. the. At some point, though, the Jets are going to hit the bottom of their range, right? There's it's a price. There's week. But it, it's yeah, absolutely it's, next week. Okay, so is there a, is there a conventional wisdom to stay away from that, or if because twenty two, twenty four, whatever that ends up being? Because I agree, I think Buffalo probably wins. They may cover. Um, we talked about how the gap is bigger than ever between the good and the bad in this league. And while Buffalo is not a good team, they certainly have a much more competent offense. Um, so yeah, Buffalo wins. Maybe they cover. If let's say KC is minus twenty four. What do you do in that? You know, like obviously there's going to be line value on the Jets. It's very, very hard Jets to say there's 24 half. points between any two teams. Yeah, there will be value. You'll probably be forced to take it. Plug your nose. No, no, but like you don't have to. There's lots of other games to bet next week. That's that's true, but 24 is a big number for any two teams. That's not a though. gift, though. It, it's still a very bad t- it, If Darnold and Becton are healthy and it's 24, I'm playing it. Okay, all right. You need those. Flacco, you need that confirmation, though. If it's Flacco, I'm, I'd need 27. It's probably going to be Darnold. <laughs> I think it will be too. Okay. Any honestly, anything over 21 is probably a play, just because I I can't make the number that big. But I mean, anyway, way, yeah, no, The way Kansas City mailed it in against the uh, Raiders makes me think hard about the Jets in that spot. Really. Yeah, I think they just play down, get get out of dodge game. Okay. All right. I don't have any other thoughts. Let's talk about Green Bay Houston. Interesting one. So the one I, the angle I really want to talk about here, because Houston, Houston's season's pretty much over. That loss to Tennessee was the nail. And sometimes one and five is a tough, tough road to hold. Yeah. Even though it's a road, it's a tough one. Uh, it's a tough road to hoe. Is that what you said? Yeah, I, I screwed it, it tough, up after getting some a, love for saying it right one day. It's a very tough road to hoe. Um, roads in general are tough to hoe. I'm not sure if you've ever tried. I mean, obviously the paved ones, especially the, um, Houston, it did. Sean Watson is playing better. He played well last week. His receiving weapons are kind of finding some chemistry with him and they can attack you through the air. And that's not exactly how you beat green Bay, but we'll put that aside for now. Uh, green Bay is really where I'm most interested in here. Um, because they stunk last week. They looked bad against that Tampa team. They got beat in pretty much every phase of the game. They had a you know a decent little lead there. It looked like they were going to be up two touchdowns. They only end up ten, uh, and then Aaron Rodgers promptly gives Tampa Bay fourteen points, Kraken. gets them on the right track, and Tampa never looks back. Is there something to be said about a team that is white hot going into their bye, getting cold water thrown on them? Is there a potential the conversation? Not, it's not a momentum thing so much I know, as, I know as they they spend an entire week off, not preparing, patting themselves on the back, spending time with friends and family, and then 
you bring you come back to the office after a week off and you're like, okay, let's get ready for Tampa. Do you put in as much effort that next week or are you a little bit like still on vacation brain? Because I can tell you what, the week I come back from vacation, I I'm not getting a hell of a lot done. I'm just not. It's very, very tough to refocus your efforts and really, you know, kind of get a good game plan in when, you know, you're coming back and, you know, you, you don't have anything to prove. You're not trying to save your season. You're not trying to, you know, absolutely get everything right. And I feel like there's a possibility that that was what some of what we saw with Green Bay last week. Like they just didn't look sharp. Nobody executed well. The game plan wasn't good. Like I feel like I want to give them a mulligan for that. Yeah, I'm not doing I'm not doing a big downgrade. I think what we saw was uh, more indicative of Tampa's defense ascending to where they might be able to be, and that team's just getting healthier. Tampa, I wasn't super sold on it in the off season, but uh, and again, I don't even think Brady's that good. But this is just such a stacked ass roster. The defense is getting better. The offense is getting healthier. Tough spot for Green Bay. Um, I'm. Like I don't know what to make of this number because I, I show value on Green Bay, and again I didn't downgrade them. I don't know where you have Houston, but I make Green Bay like five and a half on a neutral, so I'm showing a tiny bit of value here. Yeah, um, almost six actually. So mm-hmm. even in Houston, I'm I'm, I'm at six. This, you know, I'm at six on a neutral. Close to a play. I, I'm not. I'm gonna look see what the best number is. Like there's some. There's some spendy S threes out there. There's some cheap three and a halves. I think this is if you do play this, I'm fine selling out to three and a half four. I don't think Green Bay wins some grinded out close game. Either Green Bay gets back to what they do well and their offense is just a well oiled humming machine, or they lose this game outright because their confidence is shot and they're you know, something something happened and uh, maybe what we saw was a mirage, which I don't believe. I believe Green Bay is a good team. Rodgers playing well. It's just he played against a very tough defense, a much tougher defense than what we're going to see in Houston. You saw what Tanny did to this team in short order, in short time, when he needed to. I think uh, Rodgers has just as good of an arm as Mr. Tannehill. Maybe doesn't run quite as much, but, uh, you know, Devontae Adams back. Lazard is practicing. Bakhtiari out. Probably he didn't practice today on Wednesday. It's a bit of an issue, but yeah, this is the Green Bay or nothing for me. Okay. Um, I don't disagree. I couldn't really bring myself to make a play here. I think the over is probably the right look total-wise, but it's already up to 57 and a half. Like yeah, you need uh... – you, you need. so the reason I wouldn't play the over here, honestly, and the reason I didn't, I guess is, I should say the reason I didn't. I found value, line value, but I didn't play it. I, I worry a little bit that Green Bay comes in somewhat conservative and there's they think, oh, man, we can just run on Houston and this is turns into the Aaron Jones show and the clock just gets wiped here. So I think that's possible uh, and it could threaten, uh, could threaten the total. Um, so what, real quick before we move off Green Bay. Any preliminary thoughts on next week against Minnesota? They are six and a half point favorites at home against Minnesota. What's up with that line? The over. Whatever the over. it is. Okay. Anything you don't think fifth... you don't think off the bye, Minnesota comes in and plays a little bit better pass defense with their young guys finally having no, their legs under. Terrible. Dancer's terrible. Glad <laughs> everybody's terrible. Um they're gonna get ripped to shreds. This is yeah. Anything fifty five or better, I'm on the over. Okay. Actually fifty six or better. If, oh, if they wow. put a 56, I'm going to bet the over. I don't care. Oh, so, wow. Okay. Pittsburgh, Tennessee. 
All right, this is a great game. Over and it went the wrong way. Yeah, what the what the fuck was that? It's coming back. Um, It'll it'll bounce back. All right, I'll go. Bold prediction closes at fifty two and a half. I like that. I like that call. Um, The market movement is super weird, not just on the total, but the side too. Like it went. You know, this is fascinating market. We saw this open up the on Sunday after week three. This was the market opened for week four before the game got canceled. At the time, people will remember fondly that Andy was making the case for Pittsburgh and that Pittsburgh was a value at pick. And lo and behold, it drifted to two to three before we got all the news that Tennessee's entire team had COVID. Flash forward with a look ahead on this was Pittsburgh minus three. And they, again, open it around a pick and Pittsburgh initially took money. And then it has flipped since then to Tennessee as a favorite along with heavy market influence driving this total down, which in some way implies that the market is underrating Tennessee's defense, which I have a very hard time wrapping my head around. Um, And I'm a Tennessee guy. That was the team I planted a flag in before the season started. And here I am looking at like, this defense stinks. Why does anyone think they're going to be able to stop this dynamic passing attack from Pittsburgh, especially if Pittsburgh has a full complement of weapons and they're getting guys back on the offensive line? Like Pittsburgh could be nasty here. And they attack the teams in exactly the way that Tennessee's had a difficult time stopping them, which is, uh, you know, passes of the short intermediate part of the field and letting their guys get massive yards after catch. Like Tennessee's not doing a good job tackling in that space. So it's, so it was surprising for me to see that that's the market sentiment here. Um, and I'm sticking with my over, but I don't feel great about it. Obviously, somebody else out there has a very solid angle that they believe in. They put a lot of money behind it. Um, but, uh, you know, this this is a toss-up for me sidewise. I think Pickham is right. In fact, let me tell you exactly what I have. Because I, I, I actually, I, my power rating on Pittsburgh is, is pretty solid. I have Pittsburgh as the number two ranked team in the NFL right now. Behind KC number one. And Tennessee, I have fifth. Um, and the space on a neutral, I have Pittsburgh by two, which means if home field is worth nothing, this should be minus two. If home field is worth anything, this should probably be a pick em. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's a good line. I agree pretty much. I'm not even. I'm not just going to sit here and repeat everything you said because it sounds like we're in lockstep, but I, I like the over. These are efficient offenses. I think the you know the Pittsburgh defense gets a lot of love, but it can be beat by a good offense. This is a good offense. They can beat you in several different ways. Uh, I think if they come out and do a lot of, uh, if they decide, hey, we're, this is going to be a tractor Cito game, I might be live betting Pittsburgh because I've, I'll have lost my faith in Art Smith. Oh, but that would if, be the worst. If, if they're throwing, yeah, and I'm going to be sad because the over is going to be dead, but I'm going to make my money back on like Pittsburgh minus whatever. Pittsburgh, <laughs> Pittsburgh will beat this defense. The, the secondary for Tennessee is not good. A, a good pass offense can beat them. T- Pittsburgh will get theirs, and if Tennessee's play calling is anywhere near normal, they'll get theirs. This one goes over in the third quarter, and Pittsburgh wins it 49-48. We get to Ooh, I like almost. that. That would be funny. No, I, I just think I, it will be a close game at the end. And I think maybe the it'll be similar to the Houston game where the total is maybe in doubt going into the th- fourth quarter, and then you have some back and forth because these teams can score quickly if needed to. 
they can go slow. I mean, they can slow this down. Pittsburgh is doing a lot of short passing and maybe uh, some long sustained drives early on that make us nervous. Maybe some live overs come into play, and then the fourth quarter we get a little back and forth, and uh, we laugh that the total was 54 or 45 at one point. Yeah. Do you think we are getting – one of our very, very sharp friends made a good point. Do you think we're getting to the end of value on overs for both Pittsburgh and Tennessee? Yeah, like, it's this getting the last there. game. This is one of the last games where we see this be a yeah, valuable I mean, over. If the – especially if uh, some of those touchdown rates regress, they start kicking a few more field goals. These teams score touchdowns, baby. And they then, do. I mean, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh got a defensive one last week. That's fair. But also the the game state that they put themselves in by being so damn good and, you know, being the best team in the league like they are, they put themselves in a game state where they weren't forced to do much on offense in the second half. So it's tough to judge exactly how good the offense was. I have Pittsburgh as the seventh best offense. I have Tennessee as one. I have yeah. Pittsburgh as the fifth best defense. I have Tennessee as 26th. <laughs> so yeah. their, their pass defense should get wrecked. Like Claypool can have a big game. Washington can have a big bank game. Uh, our fantasy friend Darren from uh, Side, Boss. Side Boss, he gave us, he said, don't lose faith. Juju will have a big game yet. Okay. So. Well, it may not be this week because he looks like he's missing practice, but he'll have yeah. one eventually. I like it. All right. NFC West tilt. Seattle, Arizona. Ahead. I uh, I played Seattle three and a half. Ooh. Arizona look. Uh, you know what? This is this is great. This is why the market. I love the market because Arizona won and by a lot. The scoreboard says Arizona is a really good team, but the market didn't really adjust, which is, makes me happy. <laughs> I know. And, and I know this it. is what when we said um, when like going back to what we said about uh, Green Bay when the market. You know, makes these adjustments. They're determining well, whose fault was that the game went that way, and they said, "Well, it was Tampa." Like Tampa's the reason that that game went that way, not Green Bay. Green Bay didn't have a huge adjustment, I don't think, in anybody's numbers. Uh, you can downgrade them a little, I suppose, if you really want to. I'm not going to go crazy with it, but same thing here. I'm not upgrading Arizona. The defense has some nice pieces. The offense is kind of a cluster at times. Uh, Kyler Murray was said he can run the ball. He's very elusive. That's good and all. But if you play a halfway decent defense, it's it's going to be a bad offense. This is not a halfway decent defense. They have a lot of holes here. But at the same time, you're not going to see the issues that Dallas saw in their offense. This has been a this has been a fun offense. This has been less running than in years past for Carroll and Chatty and the gang. I'm I'm excited about that. As much as I hate this team and this organization and Mr. Unlimited, I'm very excited to see this this offense run free a little with DK getting the ball. He's a beast. I love I can't decide if I love DJ or a, DK or AJ more. But uh, th- this offense should be able to move the ball freely. If they don't turn the ball over like Dallas, they're going to, you know, Dallas was moving the ball nice on that drive, and then from there it just went sh- to shit. So Seattle, I have I-, I have this at like four and a half. So I'm fine playing the three and a half. And I think uh, Seattle, Seattle wins close games. You know, they'll probably win this by three and I'll be pissed. But I, I just don't think Arizona deserves much of an off- upgrade for their win. I'd agree with you on that for sure. Uh, Arizona is one of the more fraudulent teams in the NFL. That was one of the reasons I liked the Cowboys last week. Um, and, but I and did. Off a bye. I did. I did change. I thought I I graded the uh, 
secondary coverage for Arizona well. Right? Even, I, you know. I had trouble with it because of the, the pressure. Like, so, they were getting yeah, yeah, pressure yeah. at will. They were. But there wasn't a ton of open windows. It's not like there were, there there was some contributory effect of coverage being good against very good wide receivers that led to some of that pressure. And I think the secondary at full strength might be better than it's definitely better than we thought preseason. I'm not saying they're good. I'm not saying they're top 10 even. Um, although, you know, and granted this is all so tough because the disparity between who's played who and how tough some schedules have been compared to others is so crazy right now. But um, just in terms of raw passing defense, they're top 10, you know, in, in drop pack EPA per play allowed, which is not what I expected coming into the season. I thought you were going to be able to pass on these guys. And their offense stinks. It really does. Um, I downgraded their offense based on what we saw against Dallas, and I upgraded their defense a little bit. Yeah. I think I, that's kind of the right identity I, for I can, I can get behind forward. it. I just I haven't made a big adjustment. I want to see them versus some sort of normal offense. Like not the world's worst offensive line with a backup quarterback starting getting getting his shit rattled right off the bat. So um it'll be interesting to see. I'm yeah, so and then opinion. so then we flip to what is Arizona gonna be able to do against Seattle offensively versus Seattle's defense. Seattle's defense is not good, but you can Generally, you have to make them pay with precision passing down the field, and Kyler and Murray does thing, yeah. not yeah. have that right now. Yeah. He doesn't. He really doesn't. And they don't have. Yeah, just, they don't have the formula to beat a terrible secondary. They don't. The way a, a they good don't. Team can. And the way that they're the way that their long drawn out drives are working out, it's largely because of just the, the Kyler Murray scrambles because he's so damn fast. But that, but you can't really beat Seattle with speed either. Because they have good linebackers and they have Jamal Adams who can play center field, right? So to a degree, I think you can limit the amount of damage that Murray does with his legs here to a degree. Um, yeah, if he if he gets accurate all of a sudden and he can pick on these corners, yeah, Arizona wins the game. Yeah, I mean Seattle made game saving tackles against the Patriots and the uh, Vikings already this season, which is crazy that they've had two like game deciding tackles that were made <laughs> well, like fourth and inches or fourth and one or whatever. But you know, they they can step up and make a stop when needed in the running game. Um, you just have, you can pick them apart in passing. And I don't think Kyler Murray is capable of doing that. And I don't like the Cliff Kingsbury scheme at all. I really don't. There's nothing about it that spells the future of the NFL in this. I think this is a flop. Um, he, yeah. I don't think he lasts in the league. I don't either. I haven't, I haven't been like, oh, he uses four receivers a lot. Well, fuck, I can do that. I can just say put four <laughs> receivers out there. They're not running clever routes. They're not getting, you know, he's not using misdirection or, or uh, you know, sc- you know, rubbing and, uh, you know, creating space, creating separation. You know, he, it's not anywhere close to what Kyle Shanahan is doing. And Kyle Shanahan is doing it with a lot less than four receivers. So, yeah, um, yeah. You, you give these exact same weapons to Kyle Shanahan, and I think he's beating his own team by 20 points. So um, that's just my opinion. The uh, the under is in play here for me. Yep. The under is in play because Seattle, I could see their offense being cooled off a little bit. I could see the coverage being pretty good. Uh, I can see, uh, you know, I, I, they have the rest advantage, obviously, a short week for Arizona versus off a of bye for Seattle. But 
the two matchups we saw between these two teams last year, I'm not sure if you looked at that at all or if you care about that even, um, but there's not much different about these teams from last year to this year in terms of roster construction. A little bit different in terms of offensive approach for Seattle. That's absolutely acknowledged. But in the first matchup, Seattle won 27-10. Second matchup, Arizona won 27-13. That is 40 and 37 points in those two contests. Uh, and granted, both were lopsided, and that contributed to those unders, but 56 points for a Cardinals game. I'm, how many more times do we have to see it before this is clearly not an over team? I don't get it. Why does the market of, still think the Cardinals are an over team? Be, well, because they, they play at pace. Pace doesn't matter when you're not efficient. Absolutely true. You so run, you, that, you know, that's where I'm at faster. with this team. So. <laughs> yeah, punt faster. That's funny. Um, you mentioned... Uh, you're talking about their their routes. Are you done talking about Arizona? Real quick, out of six games, one and five to the under, and there's, it hasn't even been close. Wait. One was close. Remember, it Which was one? a point low. Yeah, one was 49 close. 49 to 50. Well, close <laughs> to the opener. Close to the opener, yeah. Close to the opener. I'm still salty about that. So. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. No, that's my last thought. I played the under. Under 56 and a half here for me. I can't remember. I had a segue. Oh, you said something about rub routes, and that was going to make a Robert Kraft joke because we're going to do the New England game. So I'll just, I'll just say that I was going Did to. Did you get our we, time? We, yeah. we, there, there was too much space in between the word rub and now, but either way, that guy got a hand job one time at a place. So. <laughs> um, San allegedly, Francisco. Allegedly. I allegedly, don't think he was ever convicted. He was never, yeah. It's like how, uh, how they got Al Capone on tax charges. Oh, dude. Real quick. The Panthers went a half point over when they played the Cardinals, and the Lions went a point under. Otherwise, the other four were dead nut unders. Dead nuts. So, I agree. Um, New England, San Fran. Go for it. No opinion. <laughs> really I don't know what to make of New England right now. I, I don't even want to talk. <laughs> I don't even know what to I make don't of New want England. To. I'm sorry. Um, San, Fr- San Francisco, uh, I mean, let's talk about last week a little before we get off this, I guess. We don't have a bet here. Like, we're not going to bet this game. I don't know what to make of these numbers. I don't know what to make of these teams. Shanahan had a beautiful game plan for last week. It was perfect. He probably well, planned yeah. that. He probably spent a month during COVID and really put that thing together. Well, and that, that's one of those things. You know that team. You've gotten to know the team. He has McVay's number. We've said this multiple times. He... He played. He threw a hurt quarterback out there and made him look halfway decent. Jimmy G's still hurt. Like I wish he were healthy because it'd be fun to make the Jimmy G revenge game a little more fun here. But he he is still injured, and they they were able to use him in a way to kind of mask that. They really, they, I mean, they really just played it perfectly and kind of took took the ball out of Goff's hands a bunch. It was it was a really nice. I mean, it was a really nice uh, win by us. We had plus three and a half. They went outright. We middled the game, which just feels so good. I don't know if there's a better feeling in sports betting than getting a getting a nice middle like that. And honestly, I don't even know if we deserved it. It was kind of a, it was a trash touchdown. But I mean, that's kind of what we expected. Was you know the the Rams get a trash touchdown? We don't think the Rams were going to win the game. So the the Rams, outside of the you know the trash at the end, they didn't look that great, and I think a lot of that was on San Francisco's game plan. This is not a situation where you can expect uh, Shanahan to out coach another you know a coaching staff here, 
And I, I mean, this number is pretty much where I make it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, New England could be good or bad. I really have no flipping clue. San Francisco could be good or bad. <laughs> Jimmy G versus uh, uh, versus the Patriots and Tom and uh, and Bill Belichick should be an interesting storyline. But I can't muster up any interest in this game. Yeah, I can't. I, make, really can't. I can't make a lot. I can't make a lot of sense of what New England is right now. So I can't not, either. Not not uh, yeah. If somebody and truthfully, I feel bad because we're gonna put the timestamp on this and someone's gonna listen to like two minutes <laughs> of us not knowing to. But I mean, maybe that that's a fun way to interact with us if you have. <laughs> Uh, an angle on this game or you have an opinion hit us you know just put a reply underneath the underneath where we, when we post this podcast and yeah. tell us why you think why you're making a play on either san francisco new england the money line the total make a case for it it'd be fun to hear somebody have an opinion because i yeah. don't there's just no obvious matchup advantages. There's no obvious situational advantages. There's no, I, I have no idea what the health status and, and ability and, you know, preparation is going to have looked like for New England into this game. So, uh, and, and interestingly, the under got smacked. This is a, one of the handful we've seen this year that's gone across 44, which is rare, um, especially in today's NFL, uh, but opened up 45 and a half and it's now 43 and a half. So somebody has a pretty serious conviction that this is going to be a low scoring contest and i guess uh <laughs> i don't know i don't know man let's talk casey denver again another one that i don't have a strong opinion on uh i'm looking for any sign that kansas city's kind of snapped out of their early season funk i i agreed somewhat with your point that a buffalo plus six play deserved better that deserved more life. It deserved you deserve to yeah, feel. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's a better way. It deserves some life. Like that, that deserved, touchdown at the end was a little wonky. Yeah, you deserve to feel like that you were in that game more. I think. And Kansas City's offense isn't really the juggernaut we expected this season. They're currently they're the number one offense in my. Oh, sorry, the number two offense in my power rankings behind Tennessee, but they are way down from my preseason prior. Um, so from what we've gotten so far data-wise, I've adjusted the KC offense down relative to what we expected preseason. And I think actually we may have even talked about this because they won the Super Bowl last year. And they did it without oh, playing did, their best yeah. for 12 weeks. And they sharpened at the end of the season and then they blasted in the playoffs, right? So when that's your arc in the previous season, it's tough to come out and give 100% every week. And Pat Mahomes is not necessarily done, you know, not, he's not like out there to win an MVP campaign to prove that he should have been the rightful winner of the Super Bowl last year. He's just kind of, you know, doing his thing and great. Like it's not, it's not inspiring football so far really at all. Um, but that said, uh, you know, he's so dynamic when he breaks the pocket that he can, um, you know, he can either run for first down at will, apparently, or, uh, you know, hit a, hit a home run with his you know, receiving core running amok down the field after coverage breaks down. So, you know, as long as you can contain Mahomes, I think you have a fighting chance against Kansas City in their current form. And I would, if I had any belief that Drew Locke was a future NFL quarterback, I'd probably be trying to talk myself into the dog here. Because this is somewhat of a similar situation where Oakland went in and went toe-to-toe with Kansas City, uh, beat them outright, and, you know, 
Denver so far this season has been bad offensively. They don't have the right personnel in place. They don't have the right uh, – they, they have not had a healthy set of skill position players or a healthy quarterback, really. So it's not shocking that they are currently the 30th best offense in my rankings. Um, but their defense is surprised. Even in the absence of Von Miller, the, the number nine defense, their pass defense in particular has impressed. So Denver should have a fighting chance here. The to- this is probably one of the lower totals we're going to see for KC maybe – for the rest of the Pat Mahomes era. I, I don't know. <laughs> but 46, 45 and a half seems crazy low. Uh, so, I don't know. Especially, I, I want to play this over. Because <laughs> okay. Kansas City, like, I, I I just wish Denver had a better quarterback. Because that's, that's what, it has ticked down. There's a 45 and a half on the board at Chris. <laughs> like, if this hits 45, I'm just going to have to play it out of principle. Because Kansas City can score that. I mean, and reasonably, then, reasonably, you got to wait because it's going to be 19 degrees and snowing. And snow, snow does not hurt an offense. No, like obviously the snow we saw in Buffalo a couple years ago against uh, that was uh, who a is blizzard. It? That was a blizzard. That was a foot. I can't. Believe, I mean, they weren't going to stop the game, which is awesome. I love that. I watched that entire game. I was just. I had a stupid grin on my face for the whole. I love that. But at the same time, snow, snow doesn't kill it. It's wind. You know, wind really hurts uh, an offense. So it'll be interesting to see what the weather is. But I'll probably wait. And honestly, this will probably be a live bet. I'll probably live betting over if this starts slow at all. Because all right. Kansas City can just pop on your ass. All right. All right. All right. All right. But, yeah, not, not a ton of interest in here for me. I, I'm not interested in the home dog here just because Kansas City can put points up so quickly on your ass. I like it. I like it a lot. L.A. L.A. Hosting the Jacksonville Proves Jaguars. too much for the man. The Jaguars' season has been derailed in spectacular fashion. Um, <laughs> boy, did they look feisty in week one, getting that win against the Indianapolis Colts and then backing it up with a cover against the Tennessee Titans, and then the wheels thoroughly have fallen off the wagon. Um, they head out to L.A. Uh, a little bit of... Trying to escape the nightmare of the season, potentially. <laughs> uh, either way, they're going up against what is a, a meaningful step up defensively uh, relative to the teams they've been struggling to score on. If Jacksonville Jaguars have undershot their team total um, substantially against the likes of the Houston Texans and the the, the noted defensive stalwarts, the Detroit Lions, in the last two weeks. That ain't good. Uh, and it's not even really because of health. It's entirely Gardner Minshew's not really a guy that can get it done in this today's NFL, at least not in Jay Gruden system, at least not with this offensive line, at least not with these weapons. Um, and reasonably, this is probably the end of the Gardner Minshew experience. Um, he's a fun, charismatic guy. I wish him the best of luck having a job as a backup in the league for years to come. But uh, Jacksonville clearly needs to try to upgrade quarterback this offseason. Um, they Jags go from a trip to the West Coast into a bye week. Uh, Chargers, on the other hand, one of the better one in four teams that I've ever tracked. To this yeah, point in the season, they have, coming they have off talent all over the roster, and it doesn't matter what you think of Herbert. He's played well in spots. You know the the argument against this is: can you lay this many points with a rookie quarterback? And if you took the other opponent out and you said, 
boy, should I lay this many points with a rookie quarterback? And then, yeah, you can. It's Jacksonville. Like, they are they are regressing. Minshew's becoming less accurate. I think what we saw in week one was a mirage. He's, he's, they're not scoring. They're so inefficient. Um, in the red zone, they're inefficient. Just putting together play sequencing and good drives, even when they do have do do have nice plays, they get wasted. It's it's a bad team right now, and I'm not running to back uh, the Chargers, but again, Chargers in a tease at seven and a half. I, I don't see how they lose this game. This is a a good spot for them. Extra rest, all that jazz. Jacksonville sucks. Like I, I hate to just oversimplify the handicap on this, but. Yeah, this is a this is a cute tease spot because Jacksonville just doesn't they don't have it right now. Like, you like that play, as a better teaser leg like than like you like that a better teaser leg like than Detroit. Yeah, the, yeah, the total the total's a little lower. You know, totals about, in the uh, four totals in the forties. So I, I kind of like pairing this with like maybe New Orleans. Yeah, it's okay. like just a couple couple home favorites with totals. Better teaser like than San Francisco. That. Yeah, San Patriots Francisco. winning by double digits. Maybe. Patriot, if okay. Patriots won by 21, I wouldn't be surprised. Like He's still okay. hurt. And I'm, if there was somebody who could take advantage of the fact that they know Jimmy G is not 100%, it's Dirty Bill in his ratty sweatshirt. So I'm staying away from that game. Okay. Um, fair. 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 Yeah. Teaser leg. Maybe. And maybe an under because Jacksonville's offense is underwhelming. Third under I played this week. Oh, did you? Do you think... Oh, yeah. Well, I played this one. 49 and a half. Third under on my card this week. I played under in Detroit, Atlanta, which I don't feel great about anymore, even though the market's moving with me. I played under in Seattle, Arizona, and I played under in Jacksonville, L.A. And it's because the ja- the the uh, not adjusting for opponent, the Chargers are the 10th best defense in the NFL, and their opponent, their schedule has been tough. Uh, they've gone up against some real quarterbacks, and they can absolutely defend the pass well. Uh, you have Joey Bosa coming back off of extra rest. Mel- Melvin Ingram sighting, potentially. Um, so this Chargers defense, I think, is going to do last really time well. They played. Like, he was legitimately dinged up, and he was still effective. Yeah. 100% healthy Joey Bosa is a scary man. Absolutely. And, you know, Justin Herbert is still a rookie. I don't think he's going to light it up this Jacksonville defense with 40 points. <laughs> so uh, this has all the makings of like a 27-10 kind of game, in my opinion. Uh, 49 and a half is way too high. And I don't know. Do you think I'm l- reading too much into um, SoFi under angle? Yeah, that's a that's a legitimately not a thing. Like what? What? I mean, let, let's stop you. What about a stadium? <laughs> like, what is it? The architecture? Is it the the, the how the sound carries? Unfam- the, in, unfamiliarity with the setting. You're not shooting three pointers, and, and like the backdrop is weird. The, uh, there's no batter's eye. It's not baseball. You know, it's the field is a field is a field. I don't think there's a stadium that plays well to unders. Um, there's stadiums that play maybe if they don't cut the grass. Up Soldier, Soldier Field plays field. well to an under. Yeah. Well, yeah, they don't cut the grass or something. But, uh, what like, if it's the turf? I don't know. We could look into that if if maybe we find some next gen stats. See if like the the fastest play on on SoFi is slower than all the other stadiums. <laughs> I can't think of anything else. So if, again, interact with us if you have something on that because Drew's just making shit up now. Like it, it's it's fucked up because it's happening. Like it, they're staying under at the stadium, but we can't come up with a logical reason. What do you think of the thinking back to 
Cowboys Rams. How did that finish under? Well, it was just a fluky game. We I think we have just a tiny sample is what it is, bud. Tiny sample, okay. Right. That was a weird game, man. I didn't play this under because of that angle, but I think it's something I'm watching very carefully no, because it's weird. Before you said it, like I'm, I'm kind of mad that I like it now because it's a stupid sofa <laughs> angle. But I, I, I didn't play it for that reason. That's I know, I know you didn't. It still makes me mad. So I'm, I'm fine. I do like the under. You know why like you got you got to pay attention to this stuff because it will it will kind of infiltrate the mindset of the betting public at some point. Yeah, because and you there could be opportunities people to people bet People on podcasts say silly stuff. No, I. But you, you know, you're, you're the like, seed. If, you're the no, you you've incepted this. All it has to do if we have two unders this weekend in in LA the two LA games, uh, and it's oh and unders are six and zero oh at SoFi. You can you better better be ready to to carefully assess. Uh, I guess it's not going to be till week nine. We're not going to get another LA game till week nine. So yeah. forget about it. My my whole uh, my whole uh, shit. Yeah, my whole run-up was was useless. But down the road, later this season, you could see opportunities to bet over at SoFi if this is bullshit, basically. Um, and we'll get a sense one way or the other. So, under 49 and a half. Put it on the board. All right, two more games here. We got Tampa. 15 minutes, Drew. God we damn, dude. It. Uh, can make it. I, I want to talk about this one. Quickly. I had a really fun breakdown back and forth with Suma today on the matchbook show about this game. And I'm so pissed that it's like useless now because, because of the COVID stuff. And uh, that is tough. And you're going to have tough breaks for you and against you on this. Like it I've, was such I, good I, content. It was so good. I don't think I've had one against me really with COVID stuff. I had the Titans, uh, or I had well, you lost Denver. a huge, you lost a huge CLV on the Steelers. Don't care. Oh, I know, but you, you, you no, yeah, I mean, it, it, wiped, it wiped big... out. It wiped out a game, yeah, a huge CLV. But I had, I've had like injury luck has just kind of floated my way a couple. Uh, it's not like every week, but I've had a couple nice ones. And you know, this was one of those. I said this earlier. I was leaning Tampa. I'd been convinced after I talked to a few people. Like, yeah, looking at X, Y, and Z, I'm fine with betting Tampa here. And the way I upgraded their defense, I kind of have to bet them just based off the numbers. And then the COVID news comes out, and I'm like, I better get to a computer this moment and bet this because it's going to come off the three. And there was two and a halfs at that point, but I didn't want to bet that. I wanted to bet a cheap three. I got a cheap three. By the time I posted it, it was minus 15, so I, so I rolled it, which yeah. I'm still, that's fine. Classic again, pass posting Andy. If you have an odd screen, go pull bookmaker's number on this. My God. In, in it like, got smoked. Yeah. It got smoked so fast. Like when I, I bet like three plus 102, and Jesus, by the, by the time I switch tabs it's like minus 105 and it certainly wasn't my money that did it so um and you know yeah this is a tough spot and to be fair i don't know how much time we should spend in this game i get the feeling they might have played this one i do too and it sucks i kind of prime time and the the comments has already had their buy yeah this is this this and this is i've said this before i said this to someone last week the next one is a week 18 game and this might be it well, because they run, Vegas has had so, their buy. Yeah, as soon as yeah, I said that, as soon as there's a team that's had a buy, yeah. that gets a game canceled, it has to be a week eighteen game, and or the whole thing starts to unravel a little. So, I mean, what we'll do you move into prime anyway. time? Pittsburgh, Tennessee. Oh fuck yeah! 
That's I mean, that's already sure. weirdly scheduled anyway. I mean, like who uh, the broadcast crew? Yeah, you, yeah, you got to decide soon. You got to decide soon. Yeah, I have no idea who has the rights to what game. But if I if it was I had my choice, it would definitely be Pittsburgh, Tennessee. Knowing how they do it, it'll probably be like San Francisco, New England. But anyway, so uh, <laughs> huge upgrade to the Tampa defense. I don't care. Coming off a bye is something that's certainly baked in, even if we use it as a plus for sometimes. It's still a plus for Vegas. Coming off a bye with COVID kind of neuters that. Yep. Sending your whole offensive line home on a Wednesday practice isn't good. The comments from Gruden are terrifying, honestly, if you're an NFL fan, because they said we have no idea what, if the contact tracing can even handle this right now because everybody's been around everybody. You know, we're early in the week coming off a of bye, we've, you know, meetings, practice, all that. So uh, I'd say like 50 50, this gets canceled. Don't, you know, I'm not one of those guys like, oh, the people that are like cheering for COVID. Yeah, way to I cheer just, for it. Way to I'm, cheer I'm for just, COVID, Corona Bro Andy. My I'm God. Just, I'm just a no, I'm, I'm giving you shit. Yeah, I know. I, I, know. Agree, I agree 100%. The, like, I'm, I don't want this game canceled because I bet it and I already have some value on the number. Now, again, like you mentioned, I don't mind if happened. this game gets canceled for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've had this happen to me already. So, yeah, Tampa Bay. T- Tampa Bay's offense is starting to get healthier. Godwin's still not 100%. He's mentioned that, but he's getting healthier every week. Uh, you know, Brady's getting more familiar with these receivers. Tampa Bay's going to be a good team. Uh, Vegas, coming off a great win, coming off a bye. Again, this is a, a huge step up for me in defense, going from KC's defense to this one. I'm happy with Tampa minus three. You've got some Vegas, whatever. So we'll we'll talk about this on week 18 again. <laughs> Well, the reasons I liked, for the record, the reasons I liked Vegas may not be this. They may not be available. We come week eighteen. Um, I think there's been a, there's a little bit too much fanfare going on about how good Tampa Bay's defense is because you can still counter what they do on the passing defense. You can counter it with speed. We saw Justin Herbert and the Chargers do it. You can beat you can beat these corners over the top. They're playing aggressively. They're playing close to the line of scrimmage, and they're they're like the anti. Colts D, right? The Colts D who is keeping everything in front of them. These guys are letting you beat, you know, they're letting you get behind them. And if you have, if you can manifest any kind of protection, which of course, in the absence of Trent Brown, uh, is that even going to be possible? Maybe not. But if you can manifest any protection, give Derek Carr time. He's got guys like Ruggs and Edwards who are fast. He's got guys like, you know, yeah. And shit, man, even, even um, uh, Waller's fast. Like these guys are fast. And that's exactly what I want going up against this Tampa, this Tampa D. Um, so I kind of felt like you were getting a good sell high spot on Tampa's D after what they did to Aaron Rodgers last week, which I want to hang a little bit of that on Rodgers, giving them a mulligan for how yeah, poorly they play. Yeah, I, I do. I, I get what you're saying, and I love buying back on that, but it's just I don't think Vegas's offense is that good. I think it's it's a bit of a mirage of some big plays. Speaking and of I offenses that aren't that good, think... Tampa Bay. Like honestly, like what is where is Brady for you right now? I I was it's not and that's why I said like he's not where he needs to be. I don't know if he'll ever get to that point, but every week getting more familiar with this, like he's a new quarterback in a new situation with a bunch of weapons. I think it's going to continue to improve, but yeah, it's a middle of the pack offense. Yeah, I I I don't think I don't think they blow this game out, but I think they win it. Is it was it is it shocking or am I out of line saying Derek Carr at this point in the season is performing as a top five quarterback and Tom Brady is, is squarely squarely fifteen? Who's your top five? Go put Tampa Bay against that Buffalo or that 
Chiefs defense. God, they'd run up and down on him. Top five <laughs> quarterbacks? I mean, Russ and Pat for sure. Honestly, Tanny. Yes. I have Tanny Russ, ahead of me. Russ, Pat, Tanny, Rogers, and Russ, Pat, Tanny, That's Rogers. That's my top five right Absolutely now. not your <laughs> Who's your fifth then? Who's your I'd, fifth best quarterback? It's certainly not Derek Benched Carr. Benched Ryan Fitzpatrick? It's no. Jared. For a four-yard target, Derek uh, Jared Goff. It's probably a game manager Ben Roethlisberger who game is. Manager ben who is I mean, he's just picking defenses apart with his his cavalcade of receivers right now. Check down Ben. You, you know who it Check is. Check down Ben you know, is your fifth best quarterback. No, you know who it is. He's injured. It's absolutely Dak Prescott, which sucks. Yeah, well, that does suck. Yeah, it, it does really suck. does suck. Um, God, it's weird. Didn't he mention Lamar Jackson? He's falling he, off the radar. You know, it, it's probably Josh Allen. I have Josh Allen at a car, even with a couple bad games. He's improved his. If you take his six game sample, his accuracy is better Man. than last year. I, I shit on you know him all the time. Give you know me who's better. You know who else is better than Derek Carr? Another guy that's not playing this week. Ryan Fitzpatrick has played better. Than that's Derek why. Carr. That's why I made that joke. Bench Ryan Fitzpatrick might be better than Carr. Oh, I didn't even hear yeah. you. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fitzpatrick's played better than Carr for yeah. sure. He's not even playing this week. He may not be playing at all. No, he might, we might He's never done. ever see him never again. See him again. And then you know, I, I I guess I put Carr in that spot with like uh, Carr is definitely upgraded from what I thought of him last year. He's in that spot with like Breeze. Uh, maybe well, I have Watson above him still for sure, but he's in that spot with like Breeze, Ryan, uh, Kyler with his legs is getting close to that. He still can't throw, but okay. um, all right, moving on. I say Carr over game. Allen, by the way, just because I'd rather have a guy with consistent accuracy who has one fatal flaw, which you can make up for with personnel. I don't know. I, Allen's legs at a at an aspect though. Okay, that's fair. All right, athlete. Rams bounce back on Monday Night Football? Yeah, 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 Um, I like this under. I missed the number. I might still play under 45. In fact, I'm going to play under 45. So I angle. <laughs> Is it? Oh, shit. God, I'm, I'm, now I'm not. You know what? I'm dead. It's now I'm not. I don't want it. Will not be playing it. So I, I do like this under. The Bears defense still not getting love. Um. The Rams, very good offense, but I think this is a tough spot for them. And okay. Chicago's offense sucks ass. Like Chicago <laughs> might hold the Rams to seventeen points and never sniff this sniff this spread. Like this could be a really <laughs> awful game. This I'm I'm not excited for this being a Monday night game. I don't I think like this is defense. the third primetime game between these two teams in the last three years. I don't like And the other defense. two sucked also. I don't mind the defensive <laughs> slugfest as a game. I don't want it as my Monday night football game. You remember the other two, right? Yeah. The first one was in super cold weather. Sean McVay took mm-hmm. that crew up there. They just got throttled. It was like they got, it looked so bad up in Soldier Field. Yeah, and then last year it was in L.A. and similarly, like just Bears never had a chance. Mr. Trubisky was so bad. Uh, I can't even remember what that score was. Uh, it was also fifteen to six. Wait, I must have the other one backwards. Seventeen seven. Sorry, last year was seventeen seven. The year before was fifteen six. I like the Rams. I laid the five and a half. I don't love this play, um, but I'm your fundamental point of they the Bears could hold the Rams to the Bears under not, 20. might not get to ten points. Bears <laughs> and then I still like five and a half. Like you could you could play that trick on me where you like what if I told you the Rams score seventeen points 
do you still want to lay five and a half? You want to do that yeah. backwards? What if I told you Denver never scored a touchdown last week? Would you lay the Patriots minus seven every time? Oh, of course, every time. What if I give you Patriots money line at two to one? Ooh, wow. And they, no, no, and they, they, too they good to be true. Huh? Oh, nice. Um, yeah, no, it's a, it's, a, it's a funny way that works, but... Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't trust uh, Nick Foles at all against this defense. The offensive line for the Bears is suspect. It hasn't been exposed yet, um, and this is going to be a tough contest for them. And the in in exactly the same way that the Bears were able to make comebacks against the likes of the Lions and the Falcons, I do not see the same script in play against this Rams team. Um, <clears throat> realistically, the Rams. This is a little bit of a buy low on them. I mean, they suck yeah, against and the I, Niners, again, going, but like going back to the off, like Foles is not going to beat this secondary. There's some good no. secondary pieces here. What was our second half play in Rams Niners? So I know we won, but it was Rams weird. minus six. Oh, that's right, they did. You know, and honestly, if Cooper 10, 10 if Cooper Cup didn't have cinder blocks for hands in that game, it's that's that's a, that's a very that's a more competitive game. Realistically, like that yeah. that's not just that's decided in the waning moments. That's not Niners Niners easy. Um, so yeah, no, I think the Rams, I think the Rams are good. They've just had a very tough schedule so far this season and they, you know, t- schedule travel, not opponents. They haven't played, sh- they haven't played anyone, but I think this is, you know, this is, um, this is a defense that I think they can scheme against. I like what they do to limit the, you know, the, the, uh, the ability of the bears to generate pressure. Um, you know, the going reverting to short average depth of the target and ball out of your hands quick is great. Um, Rams cover the spread. Should be a fun, fun one for them. Yeah. Don't love uh, this Bears, play, but Bears, I probably I might actually make this a full play as just ramp Bears team total under. Mm. So you're looking at what, like a 22, 21? Let's put a bow on this podcast episode. Do you like Bears team total under or Browns team no. total over better? No, I like the Browns one better. <laughs> okay, so if you've hung in there to this point in the podcast, you are gifted with, as promised, we revisited it. We compared to another off opportunity, and we have weighed in. Brown's team total over 26.5. That is the secret podcast listeners only play for the week seven NFL season. Best of luck. Let's go stream. Yeah, we're going to go do a stream with uh, the guys over at. Uh... Four for four. Yeah. Speaking of friends, did you see uh, Big Cat was on You Better You Bet tonight? Good on them. Look at him. Good on them. He's making the publicity tour for the Barstool book. It's like when you write a book. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's probably. Oh, the Barstool book. Oh, 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 sports book. Sports book. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, what's the? It's like writing a book. So, all right, let's uh, let's cut this so I can. (laughs) I got a good uh, get ready for streaming. Great job. Thanks, guys. Review, subscribe, bye.